Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. On this episode, we're going to hear from Elizabeth Kinsey, who is currently the marketing director at Branch Metrics, the mobile marketing and linking platform that powers companies like Instacart, Airbnb, Target, and many others. One common thing that we hear with many different people in the space is how hard a time they have making a business case and building a sustainable events community inside the company that really gets appreciated, which drives ROI, which gets people excited. Elizabeth, uniquely, is not one of those people. And she has spent years and years cultivating this amazing community for Branch. And she has managed to create tons of ROI and tons of value as she has built her funnel. And she's going to tell us all about it. So I'm Elizabeth Kinsey, as John mentioned, a marketing director at Branch. I head up community growth and operations. I've been at Branch for three years since we were 20 people stepping over each other in a tiny room to this big, beautiful glass building in Redwood City now that I still kind of go to and marvel at every day that they let me in. So I'm like, I am not a cool tech kid. Like, how am I here? I was also one of the co-founders of Mobile Growth Online and then also the Mobile Growth Community. So Mobile Growth is, as John mentioned, a community for mobile app developers, but also mobile marketers, mobile product managers, startups, entrepreneurs, people that are just like, what's a mobile app? So pretty much anyone that you can think of that is involved in mobile comes to these meetups. We run about 60 groups across the world. There's about 26,000 people in it. We have a team of three that run the meetups and work on them. So we don't actually have ambassadors anymore. We did before, but we didn't do all those smart things that the two ladies before me talked about. So it didn't work out so well. Listen to them. They're smart. They have the right the right idea. Um, but we basically get together to connect people, learn and grow. And the format of our events is usually networking and then pizza, beer, soft drinks, and then panel. So we have content and then more networking. So I'm going to talk about six simple ways to optimize every stage of the funnel and turn your attendees into customers. So when we started the mobile growth community, we were really focused on developers. We didn't sell anything, so we didn't have to measure anything back to like sales at all. We didn't have... ROI was much different because we were really just trying to tell people like, hey, you should be deep linking your app because it's better. As our company evolved and we started selling products, we had to kind of change and shift our model a little bit, which is also why our ambassador program went away. But a lot of that became... How are these events and how is this community actually bringing value to the business? And where does community fit into marketing and into the funnel? So these are some things that we did to try and make it a little bit easier to prove that value and also to get our attendees to actually be people that use our products. So the first thing that we had to do was know who we're talking to and get that information up front. So if you don't know who your community is, then you don't know how to get them to like your product. So 
One of the things that is important for us is to have the company. If I don't know your company, I don't know what to do with you after that. You're a great community member, but I don't know how to optimize you for my sales team to actually reach out and contact you. Because we have a free version of our product. We want that to be available to everyone, but we also have a paid version. And we need to get those people that are good leads up to sales. So we ask for company. We make that as a required field, but we make job title optional. The fewer fields that you make required, the more likely people are to fill them out. That's kind of marketing 101. And five fields is about what people are willing to do before they start to check out. So you want to keep it to a minimum number. And then the other thing that you want to do is actually build trust with your community. So not just because GDPR makes you, (laughs) but also because it's important that you are asking your community permission to send them all of that crap through email that you are going to do when they check that box. We'll get to that in a second. And then the other thing is if you have sponsors, you need to make sure that your community is okay with you sharing their their information out because there's nothing worse than going to an event and not talking to anyone from a company and then they send you an email and they're like, it was so great to see you. And you're like, I didn't even go to that thing. Like, are you serious? So make sure that, you know, the people that you are sharing your community's information with, they've given you permission to do so. And then you're going to use that data to send the right message to the right person at the right time. So one of the things that we do is we will put people into a drip campaign that is specific to the type of thing that we got their contact information from. So we have an integration between Bevy and Marketo, and Bevy pushes the information over. If it's a net new name, then we're going to drop them into this campaign that's very specific to meetups. So we're not sending them emails about branch because mobile growth is not about branch at all. We're sending them, here's something, here's a mobile growth story. We ran a contest. Here's what the winner looked like. Here's an infographic on how other companies are doing mobile growth. And it's a very simple series of emails. I would say keep it to three for those kind of introductory ones. And then we also segment them out by who the people are. So a developer does not want me to email them about ROI. They're like, you think that that's what I'm thinking about? I'm trying to figure out why Apple broke my feature release. And a product manager doesn't really care about the same things that a developer cares about. So tailoring those messages, both for the people and then also for what they are doing and where they're coming for is really critical. So this is an example of one of the first meet- uh, invites that we send or emails that we send. So it's basically just saying, hey, you're going to come to a meetup. This is what you're going to get out of it. And then it tries to drive them to another piece of content that is not sales related at all. That's related to the community. I sent the test to you, Derek. (laughs) The next thing that you want to do with those nurture streams is actually, so you start small. So build out something simple that gets them engaged. And then on your very last one, you want to introduce them to a new concept. So for us, we're segmenting it out. We're taking all the data that we're collecting. We're using progressive profiling on our marketing forms. So we work the marketing operations team to make sure that if so, if we already know who someone is, we don't need to ask them again. But we do need to know maybe what's your job title, or maybe we don't know how many people use your app. So we want to know your daily ME or your monthly uh, active users. Or maybe we don't know what your company size is and you're going to have different needs if you're a small to medium business than if you're Pinterest. So we then go through and make different nurture campaigns for each of those different types of folks. And also, 
if you're really good at this, and I'm not that good yet, but I have plans, you want to split it out by vertical, by industry, um, by the need. Use behavioral scoring and triggers on your website to figure out like, hey, this person is visiting my product page a lot. They're probably ready for me to drop them into this product campaign instead of just sending them all of this feel-good fluff about how they can build out a feature in their app for referrals to drive more users. The other thing that we do is we ask people to speak. So our events are always content presentations. Usually it's a panel because it's easiest to get people to commit to do panels rather than to come up and do talks like this. And so we'll, we like to make sure that in terms of the mix of the people we have, it is some people that already use us, but some people that don't because we're not really there necessarily to sell them the product. We're there to talk about the problems that they face. And people face more problems than just the people that are using our product. Um, so we asked them to speak. And on that, I'm going to tell you a little bit a short story. So there was a company called Blacklane who's lived in Berlin and knows what Blacklane is. Shockingly, no one. So <laughs> it's kind of like Uber, but for really, really fancy people. And so we saw through featured attendees that this guy, Norbert, registered, and he requested to be a featured attendee. And so you have to go in and approve them. And we realized that he was from this company, Blacklane, which was somebody that our enterprise sales team was trying to talk to. And it turned out he was the marketing director. And so Anjali, who works in India, but works on events all internationally outside of North America, she's amazing, by the way, if you ever go to Bangalore, look her up. She noticed that he was, that that's who he was. And so she emailed him and she said, hey, we still have a spot on the panel. Do you want to join us as a speaker? And he was like, well, yeah, I'm going to be there anyway. And I have opinions. So, so he joined and we ended up being able to engage them in a sales conversation. We opened an opportunity and they're on their way to closing. So you, you know, asking people to do things, even though they're not your customer already is a really powerful motivator to get them engaged with you. And then create that content from that community and then give it back to them. So this is something I think we do really well. Um, and we've been doing it for five, for three years, pretty much since the meetups came. So we release an annual guide called the Mobile Growth Handbook. And we fill it with all of the people that have watched our meetup or come to our meetups and spoken. The first year we actually sat through and listened to all 38 hours of recorded meetups that we had in order to and transcribe them. God bless that intern. And actually went through and like put the guide together. And from then on, we got a little bit smarter and we were like, okay, we need to write these quotes down on the spot. <laughs> we know so we don't have to go back and tra transcribe those videos again. But we feature people that are both customers and non-customers alike in it. And then we send them that information. But I think one of the more powerful things that we do now at Bevy is we're able to actually call it out on our mobile growth site in the call out banner. And we've been getting a ton of traffic from that. And that actually brings people to our regular website. And then we're able to serve them more content. So then they end up binging that content like it's Netflix instead of, you know, picking at it like it's CNN. And the last tip that I have is don't forget about them when they become customers. I think that even if you're running customer events, a lot of times you have pressure to drive growth. And so you need to bring in net new names. Like that's the most important thing. But when you, your customer, I think it was two speakers ago mentioned it, can be your biggest advocates. And there is this kind of loop that you can build. So that's Ashley from Reddit. And she's talking to another guy who I was actually, this was a picture that was taken at a meetup that we did at Segment, like I think in two years ago. 
And I was standing nearby and he said to her, so like, why did you come to this thing? She goes, oh, I use Branch. And he was like, well, what's Branch? And she was like, oh, Branch is great. And literally told the story about why Reddit was going to start using Branch. And I just sat there and watched the whole thing and was like, that was really cool. Like, that's what you want. And so you want those people to turn that funnel into something that's more of a loop. So you want to be able to have your attendee who is net new become a lead. And then that lead becomes a prospect because you're doing all the right things at all the right stages of the funnel with all the right triggers. And those are hard to figure out, making it seem easy, but it is really hard. And then they become a customer. And then you need to continue to engage them and turn them into an advocate. There's a lot of different ways to do that. But then you need to get them to come back. It doesn't matter if they came to one event once and they bought something from you. Like You need that organic word of mouth. It is literally the most powerful tool that you have. I cannot tell you how many people I tell about the tools that I love, but also about the tools that I hate. So it's incredibly important to keep that in mind when you're building those relationships. The relationship does not stop when someone, someone buys things. We were at a meetup in Boston the beginning of the month, and the mobile product manager from Chewy was telling a story about how they treat every customer like they're their best customer, no matter what stage of the life cycle they're in. And this was a result of when someone cancels their order, a lot of times it's because their pet died. So it's a very sad time for them. Um, And so they do something where they'll send them a note, they send them flowers, they have all the information because even though that person's at the end of their life cycle with them, that person's still going to talk about their experience with Chewy. I thought that was really powerful and I really tried to bring that back into the way that we're approaching marketing. So that's it. Those are all my tips. Hopefully you're enjoying listening to Elizabeth from Branch. She's one of my favorite people and she's so smart and has just single-handedly in many respects built this community and a business case for her community inside of Branch, one of the fastest growing startups in Silicon Valley. If you want to see how Branch and other companies like Atlassian and Duolingo use Bevy to power and scale their communities, we have people that definitely want to show you. So if you'd like a free demo or consultation, just text Bevy, it's B-E-V-Y, to 4747 to book a call. Again, that's B-E-V-Y, all lowercase, to 474747. So attendee, we use Bevy and push out to Meetup, of course. Lee, and then push the information over to Marketo. Once it gets into Marketo, they're in a kind of marketing captured lead status. They run, we run campaigns to try and engage them. They move up with scoring. They move up from activity with both behavioral and demographics. From there, it's really, once they become a marketing qualified lead, then it's prospect, it's really Salesforce and Marketo talking to each other. We're still looking at overall, how many times are we in um, engaging with someone before they buy? And we're looking at that in Salesforce, but all that data is coming from Bevy. So it's still like we're still using kind of just build on all the tools. And then they become a customer. And we were using a system called Influitive um, to do advocacy. And then we push them back. We use that tool to then promote the meetups and the other events and push them back into Bevy 
and start it all over again. And the advocate part is really tough because you have to figure out what really resonates with different parts of your audience and whether or not you're going to focus on all of the people in your audience or you're going to focus on one. And I think that that's balance that you have to do. But And then we use like all of the regular tools like Google Drive and Slack to continue to keep all of that engaged and to feed the information out. Yeah. So we are much more involved in our events. So we have three people. So Amanda and Cynthia are sitting over there, run events in North America. And Anjali runs events in SEA and EMEA. And those three people work with our sales team, but also with the community itself. So as opposed to a lot of the other folks you may have heard of where you almost have layers of community where it's your organizers are your direct community. And then the people that they're organizing for are the is kind of the underlying community. We are just like, we're one stop shop, like we're just direct. We chose to do that for a couple of reasons. We tried to do the ambassador route. It didn't work for us because honestly, we didn't have the tools that we needed to do it. We didn't have the, we were such a fast moving startup at the time that we didn't have the time to plan all of that stuff out. And so we ended up having kind of, I think he's trying to get me to say we got Bevy <laughs> because we wanted to, and honestly we did, we got Bevy because the, the big intention was that we were going to use it to run with ambassadors, um, which is the same reason that we, we got Influida was to engage them. It didn't work for us because our business model shifted and we didn't have, and that was just at the beginning of this year. Like we, things shifted and it became less of a priority to do that and more of a priority to continue the life of the community. We couldn't invest in the ambassadors, but we, we knew that we had to keep investing in the community itself. And so we hired really capable people to literally run these events from Redwood city and I think it also almost makes it harder because you have to like build connections with the people that are there. So for the first two years that we ran events in Toronto, we had a great ambassador, but they needed a lot of support because it turned out that like there was like 300 people that wanted to come to every event in Toronto. Like we had no idea that there was this untapped crazy like community. And so she needed support and we didn't have enough time or resources to like find other people to help her support. And we didn't have the, we didn't know what to do. And So I would go to Toronto like for every single meetup and I ended up getting to know everybody there and then being able to get them to help us. So when Amanda has to plan a meetup in Toronto now, I'm like, oh, you need to talk to this guy at Shopify. You need to talk to this lady here. You need to talk to my friend at TWG. And so we built those relationships ourselves instead of relying on the organizers because we kind of had to. If you're using Bevy and you're not using featured attendees, you're doing Bevy wrong. (laughs) So featured attendees, we do see a lot of success. We get a lot of requests from people who want to be featured. And I think there's a couple of things that go into it. One, I think that the community that we tap into very much wants visibility for their own selves and their own personal brand. And so they put themselves out there kind of naturally, even the developers, which is really surprising to me. But the other thing I think is they see the class and the caliber of people and they want to be seen amongst those people as well. So when we get the requests in, we don't just like randomly approve them. We make sure to kind of like move the best people that are going to drive other people that want to feature themselves as well up to the top. And I think the other thing that we do with our content is we make sure that our panels and the people that are on them are as representative of the community as possible. And sometimes you don't always make it. Sometimes you're like, dang it, that's not a very diverse panel. But 
we tried really, really hard. Um, but I think the fact that we, we over and over and over again put people that look like our community on stage makes it much easier for our community to want to be seen. We were not as focused on retention, but now we're split pretty much 50-50. So demand gen is pretty much like 50% of what our value is and 50% retention. And so we're just starting to build that out to figure out how many, like, is someone who comes to a bunch of events more likely to buy, but then also are they more likely to renew or are they more likely to refer? And so those are the things that we're building out and starting to try to track but that's, it is really difficult. Working with our technical account managers is probably who are kind of like our customers, what we call customer success. We have weird names for everybody that works at Branch. Like we don't have salespeople, we have partner growth, but they're good names, but they're startup names. But um, so we, so our TAMs, our technical account managers, are basically customer success. We're starting to kind of work with them to try to identify backwards, like our best users that are the most retained are these the things that they did? Are these hypotheses about events and community and the way we interact with them going to bear out in the people that we've already actually gotten? And then take those lessons and apply it to track down funnel. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, Go to bevylabs.com slash pod. Again, that's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod. <laughs>